Hi friends, welcome to Coffee with Caregivers. I'm your host, Jess Ronnie, also known as Jess Plus The Mess. I'm an author, speaker, and founder of The Lucas Project, a nonprofit dedicated to bringing recognition, resources, and respite to special needs families. I created Coffee with Caregivers as a space to bring awareness to the struggles that families often face, including difficulties related to finances, mental health, and everything else in between. It is my belief that stories can change the world, and through conversations with caregivers, I hope to provide awareness which will lead to compassion and resources. Thanks for joining me today, but first a word from our sponsors. Hi friends, welcome to season two of Coffee with Caregivers. Wow, that break went really fast. I think I announced in June that I was going on a much needed break because honestly, I had kind of hit a wall. Um, We have had a lot going on as a family. As many of you know, we moved from Tennessee back to my hometown in Michigan Um, back in April. I moved with Lucas and Mabel. Mabel was 14, still is 14, and she wanted to get enrolled in the local school here so that she could have an opportunity to make some friends before actually going into high school, which started today. And um, we wanted to get Luke enrolled in his local school because his school district here in Michigan offered summer school, which was and is a huge, huge, huge perk in our life. Um, Anybody with a child on the spectrum or a child with special needs knows how important routine and rhythms are for these kids and for us as their caregivers in order to maintain our sanity because our situation when Luke is not in school He hollers most of the day, go to school, go to school, go to school, and then can't understand why he can't just go to school because that's what he wants. So he had summer school. It was wonderful. And I just thought it might be kind of fun to get you guys all caught up on what's been going on in our life over the summer, um, what we have planned for Coffee with Caregivers coming up what we have planned for the Lucas Project, the nonprofit that I started, and just chat a little bit about life in general. So I'm glad to be doing this again. I'm glad to be welcoming you back into my life um, and welcoming all these caregivers around the world that I've had the opportunity to interview and chat about our stories. And I'm just a huge believer that Stories draw us together as a human race, and the more we can connect to one another's stories, the more we can build empathy and begin to see ourselves through other people and the lens that they project to the world. So here's my story for the past couple of months. Like I mentioned, we have had a crazy couple of months. We are living in a temporary home right now. Um, The housing market was absolutely bonkers in Michigan. We were not able to find a rental property that could fit our crew. Uh, Currently, we have six kids, 
and the two adults. We left our two big boys in Tennessee to go to college. They are living in the dorms um, at their college, and they are rooming together. That was not planned, necessarily. They each kind of wanted to have a different roommate, other than the brother they had roomed with for the past 10 years. But the college put them together, and we said, you know, this might not be a horrible thing, because you guys know each other. You're comfortable with each other. It could be way worse. So they settled in there, um, and we frantically looked for a rental property. We could not find anything, nothing. So we landed on, and this is going to be super vulnerable and honest, we are temporarily living in a double wide with four bedrooms, Um, and it's intense. It's really intense with six kids and autism. Um, there are days we wonder if Luke is going to like break down his wall because there are days he gets upset and when he gets upset, he bangs really hard against his wall and nothing against double wides. I lived in a double wide as my first house with my first husband, Jason, but a double wide with six kids and autism is an intense experience, a very humbling experience. Um, And we are living here for a few more months while we finish our house build, uh, which is right down the road. It's not too far. And that's been a process because we are now to the point where my husband, Ryan, is taking over. Um, The roof is on. The framing is finished. And now Ryan is going in as the electrician. And then we still have plumbing and HVAC and drywall. And then Ryan will take over after drywall. He's doing all of the finishing work. So um, that's going to be his full-time job for a few months. And I don't know how many of you are aware of this. He used to flip houses for a living. So this is in his wheelhouse. And then when our house is complete and we move in, he is actually switching over to a new position as a home inspector. He worked on classes for that while we were in lockdown. And that... um, is where he's headed because he's aging and flipping houses all by himself is becoming very taxing on his body. So we moved in April. I did with Mabel and Luke. Luke loved his school, such a blessing. He fit right in, loves his teacher, loves his friends. Mabel made friends immediately. And then the rest of the family followed um, the end of May after the rest of the kids finished up school in Tennessee. And then we made numerous trips back and forth to Tennessee, probably four or five to get all of our crap. We have so much crap that I just, I don't even know why we have so much stuff, but we do. And that's, that's just life. And then June 15th, I launched my second book, Blended with Grit and Grace. And then about two weeks after that, I believe it was, I might have my dates wrong. I signed a contract for a third book, which is due February 2022. And I, I've written a considerable amount of this book, but it's not there yet. It's getting there. Um, this book will be more marriage-based, relationship-based, uh, just a lot of stories, a lot like Blended with Grit and Grace, not stories saying that we have everything figured out by any stretch of the imagination, just stories 
of what has worked, what hasn't worked, funny stories, painful stories, stories hope, stories of hope, stories of joy, special needs stories, blended stories, all the stories, because I like to tell stories, and I learn by stories. Those are the kinds of books that I enjoy reading, um, typically memoir type of books or self-help books, <laughs> because I'm a one on the Enneagram and always looking to improve myself forever and ever. Amen. So <laughs> um, what else have we got going on? We are wrapping up the filming for the documentary, the unseen documentary that the Lucas Project is um, helping to create. The filmmakers are coming in September for a weekend. They are in Nashville and they are coming to Michigan for a weekend to wrap up the filming and we are tentatively crossing our fingers for a December-January premiere. I'm hoping, God willing, that the world will open back up and we can do an actual in-person premiere event of this world-changing documentary. It's going to be amazing. For those of you who don't know, it's a documentary, again, called Unseen, uh, caregiverdoc.com. And it will be doing a deep dive into the mental health crisis among special needs caregivers. And how I like to explain that is so often we see these stories on the news about a parent who ends up taking matters into their own hand with their child or themselves. Often severe autism is involved. I know that's a word that can trigger some people, but I'm a believer that we need language to describe our circumstances. And there are levels of behaviors involved with autism. And Luke is on the severe side of that. And these are these stories that you hear with the caregivers who haven't slept in years, who have been hit, who have been scratched, who have had their hair pulled out of their head, who have been chasing their child down the street in the middle of the night because their child eloped again. And they reach this breaking point, which any human being would reach. I mean, of course you do. If you haven't slept in years, like I just remember those years with my babies. I, I wouldn't sleep for months and thought I was losing my mind. So we hear these stories on the news about this caregiver takes matters into their own hands and does something horrible to their child or to themselves and, or to both of them. And we gasp and we're like, oh my goodness, what a horrible, wretched, evil person. Yes, not condoning the actions at all over here. Disclaimer, putting that out there. However, if you put yourself in that caregiver's position and you have been living in fight or flight, PTSD world, stress-induced, anxiety-induced, panic attacks, one after another after another, not sleeping world for years, your mental health would not be real great either. So that's what this documentary is hoping to expose a little bit and then offer resources and suggestions for how society as a whole can start to support these families and come around these families and give them a hand in, in doing this very difficult, isolating, exhausting life of theirs. So I'm super passionate, super excited about this documentary. I believe with all my heart it's going to change the world and I can't wait to see 
what it does. Um, we also revealed our new website over at the lucasproject.org. It's unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, there are respite opp opportunities on there. We also are now plugging out weekly blog posts related to the caregiver's experience. Um, we have about 12 families on there with their respite wish lists. When those are all fulfilled, we're going to bring in a new batch of families. We're still pumping out care packages and spa baskets, and we still need you guys to help with that. Um, we have an Amazon wish list on there. If you can purchase some of those items, we can bless more families, and that's what we need. Um, we also sent out just today, very excited about this, our first respite grant to a deserving community in Victoria, Texas. Can't wait to see what they do with that money. Um, we had an interview with the director. She seems like an amazing individual with a huge heart for the special needs community. We can't wait to see what she does in her community. Um, I think that about covers professionally what I have going on in terms of the move to Michigan. I've had a lot of people say, has that been good? And 150% yes, it has been really good for my soul. I am from here. My friends are here. My family's here. I was desperate for community, I think, looking back. Um, and I know part of that was, you know, going through a global pandemic in a new town, a new environment in Tennessee. But moving back here and just seeing the kids interact with the grandparents and the cousins and having grandparents to call and say, hey, we can't bring this child to this event at school. Is there any way that you can step in and fill this void? Or this child needs to be at practice, but we don't know how to be home when Luke gets off the bus and at this practice at the same time. Can you step in and take care of this? It's been wonderful to have people like that. And in terms of Luke, going back to um, the summer school option, that was amazing for him and for our family. And we found three wonderful, wonderful respite workers here to work with him. We do pay out of pocket for the most part, um, but we did qualify for the respite grant. I'm not sure that's the right word. The respite package that the county offers, which isn't much. It's like $1,000 a year, which anybody who pays for respite knows that doesn't go real far, but it's something. And then um, there are a couple other things still in the docket uh, to for him down the line um, just to see if he qualifies for. But as all special needs caregivers know, there's like all these hoops that you have to jump, jump through. And then there's like a stack of papers that are like 500 pages long that you have to fill out. So it's been slow going, but we love the respite workers that we found. And we also found an overnight camp that Luke is going to try for the first time ever in October, um, right down the road from us. It's about 15 minutes away and it's for individuals with disabilities like his. And I don't know that he's ever spent the night anywhere, so I'm not sure how this is going to go, but we bought a little privacy pop tent that is easy to transfer from place to place, 
And we're going to kind of set this up over his bed at camp and hope that it kind of gives him the feeling of his safety bed here at home. Fingers crossed it works. I have a friend who has a child a lot like Luke. And I said to her, how do, how do the camp counselors get your child to sleep at night? Stay in bed. And she said, um, they often have to stay right beside him until he goes to sleep and they have to put him back down about 20 to 25 times but eventually he goes to sleep and then he sleeps all night we shall see (laughs) I'm 20 minutes away I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get that first night that he's gone Um, I'll probably be texting the, the counselor all night long is he doing okay is he doing okay but I'm really excited for Luke to expand his horizons a little bit. And I'm also really excited for our family to potentially have an occasional weekend at home without special needs being also involved. Not that we don't love Lucas with everything within us, but special needs adds another layer of stuff. And it's difficult to do things as a family in our situation with Lucas because he's often hesitant to do things and just wants to participate in what he feels like is his norm. So I will keep you all updated as to how that transpires. And speaking of Luke, he's been, he has adjusted absolutely beautiful. Um, first day of school, he was a little bit nervous and kind of looked up at his bus and went up very tentatively up the steps. Um, but then we got a wonderful report and now every day he wakes up, go to school. Most days I can say to him, yes, Luke, you're going to school today. (laughs) But Once in a while, when he's not in summer school or there's a weekend, I have to say, no, Luke, no school. He goes, no school. And then he goes, iPad, please? I say, yep, Luke, it's an iPad day. And then he goes, ready to eat, ready to eat. And then we go and eat and then iPad. So he's doing great. Um, We had an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon because we are a little concerned about the scoliosis in his back. It seems to be getting progressively worse. Um, They didn't seem as concerned as we were and just said, let's start with a back brace and see how that goes. I am concerned about how we're actually going to get this back brace on him, but we'll do our best. And... Other than that, he's been healthy. I am praying protection over my entire family every day, especially in the world of COVID, and just hoping and praying that everybody stays healthy this year, that we can have a great school year, hoping and praying that we can be in our new house by Christmas. I keep begging my husband, (laughs) do you think it's a possibility that we can be in by Christmas? And he keeps telling me, I'll do my best, dear. Um... But otherwise, can't complain. I love what I do for a living. I love writing books. I love running the Lucas Project. I love doing this podcast. I'm really looking forward to interviewing all of you amazing caregivers. And if you know of somebody that you feel like would be an awesome guest on the podcast, please send them my way, just at thelucasproject.org or DM me or whatever, whatever works. If you have my phone number, text me. That would be great. I love nothing more than to share stories and to 
learn about all of your journeys, to see things in a different perspective, a different light, and to learn from one another. I think that's the greatest gift of humanity is to be able to help teach each other and just be able to lean on one another when we're going through something difficult. So um, please continue to rate, review this podcast, all that good stuff. I would love your suggestions and just really looking forward to having an awesome year with you guys. And as always, just keep living. Thanks for listening today. If you want to know more about The Lucas Project, find us at thelucasproject.org. If you want to know more about my story, head to justplusthemess.com. And while there, subscribe to my monthly newsletter. Or maybe check out my memoir, Sunlight Burning at Midnight. In the meantime, please hit subscribe and maybe leave a quick review. These are so important in the podcast world as they help us gain traction and recognition, which translates into helping more caregivers. And until our next conversation, let's do what we do best. Just keep living. Thank you.